Turn the music down, turn the music down, turn the music down. It's your boy, LeftUnsaidPod.com, coming at you with another podcast for the show Power. You know, um, to all my Power fans out there, I know we've been looking forward to this episode for a long, long time. You know, because of the very, very well-known Carmelo Anthony... I'm not even sure if that's how. What does she go by? Carmel. I mean, who knows? All I know is those titties were grade A OK. But um, we'll get into that. You know, but uh, very, very good episode. Very good episode. Left me with a nice little cliffhanger. Answered a lot of questions. Kept the pace going. I did thoroughly enjoy this episode. You know, one of the things that I think I need to start doing more. Not that I don't do it because. As you know, I'm pretty new at this podcast thing, but just to not record directly after the show has aired, you know, give yourself some time to kind of think over what happened, think about why it happened and things of that nature, you know, just basically wrapping my mind around a few things. And I came to a few conclusions that I'm, mm, I might share some of my predictions, might not, I might just hold on to them for a few more episodes, but basically, you know, this episode gets started off. I mean, <laughs> 50 being the interesting individual that he is on this show, you know, fresh out of jail, seems to have a wife, or I don't know what you call it, I guess it's just one of those chicks that holds things down for you when you're in jail, but um, basically, this was Sean's mom, and the lady who plays Sean's mom funny, she also plays on Empire, and it's funny because Power and Empire have this little feud going on because the show happens to be two of the like most dominant African American shows on mainstream TV nowadays and so like they have like a little feud nothing crazy, but a little feud going on so I found it funny that 50 was actually Let me start off. I I found it funny that 50 decided to get this character to play his wife. And he introduces her in the show by fucking her. And she's the same person who plays a very small character on Empire. And so it was like a little subliminal shot to Empire. Like, don't get it twisted. I can take your characters and fuck them at my beckoning call. You get what I'm saying? I want to let you know who's in charge here. So I think that was like a... I don't know if a lot of people picked that up, but um, in the in the comments, tell me if you agree with me or not on that one. But, um, again, you know, it starts off with 50, you know, fresh out of jail. I guess he's been fresh out of jail for a few weeks, but once you did 10 years, I mean, what's fresh out of jail? He's been institutionalized with Kelly. Or he's just a psychopath. I'm pretty sure I'm going to go with psychopath. So basically, you know, you have that whole thing's going on, and then we have basically Tasha, 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 Tasha. Oh my God! You see, I have problems with Tasha because some points she displays great thinking and a great mind for what it takes to manipulate your way through the drug game, but then at other times, she seems to play dumb, 
And it's like dumb out of fucking necessity. Like I have to play dumb because I don't want to deal with reality. So at times when she shows having this great mind for like war, and what I mean by war, you know, knowing what territories need to be taken over, who runs what territories, what needs to be done, you know, basically playing chess. She's basically is Ghost's, you know, right hand or the right side of his brain when he needs that. I'm not really sure what to do. You know what I mean? And in that aspect, I appreciate her. But when it comes to playing the role of the wife, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? I mean, she tried. She came in talking about, we're going to figure it out, ghost. You know, you've been lied to and deceived. You killed your best friend, Rola. You know, but we'll figure it out, ghost. Shut the fuck up. You ain't going to figure out shit. That's, that's basically what I was thinking. Like, listen, ghost is telling you what's going on because I feel like he feels obligated to you. You know, you're like his at-home psychiatrist. But in reality, this motherfucker don't give a fuck about you besides the fact that you know prudent information that can get him locked up in your mother and his kids. Those are the two things that you have going on, Tasha, right now. And until something else happens and you become more important than those two things that you know intricate, you know, information about how he runs his organization and he doesn't want to go to jail and you could probably take him for half of everything he's worth. I mean, other than that, I mean, damn, it looked like he don't even want the pussy no more. Did y'all peep it when uh, she was trying to throw the pussy on him and he grabbed his phone and he was looking at it like, oh my God, somebody text me, somebody save me. You know, let something come through right now so I don't have to fuck my wife. I mean, God damn, that's bad. That is bad. But, you know, basically their marriage is, I don't even know, it's like an arranged marriage to me. It's just a marriage of convenience. Um, I don't even know if it's any love there, but, you know, who am I to judge? I'm not a married man. I don't know the ins and outs of a marriage. Some people watching this show may be saying, hey, you know, marriage, marriage has ups and downs. But I could really give a fuck about their marriage. Let's get to the sex, the killing, and the drugs, and the manipulation, and the backstabbing. And I'll be completely satisfied. So, we have Tasha, and then we have Angela. So, Ghost is just really caught between two women. And I guess I can use the word caught, because I'm not sure who he would choose. Would he choose Angela? Looks like her, him and Angela want to play this, um... Como de dice... Uh, ooh, let's be honest game. You know, like, ooh... I know what to help out. Besides us having an affair with each other and me fucking with a married man, how about we just always be honest with each other? And as long as we're honest, that'll make everything okay because therefore we won't have to guess about what the other one's doing or saying or how the other one feels. So basically, I was like, I think it can work. I mean, Ghost is clearly playing Angela to his advantage because he needs to be kept in the loop because he doesn't want his friend Tommy to go to jail. And if Tommy needs to take this charge, <laughs> Ghost doesn't want to fall. So basically, he's being the master manipulator 
which he is, and he's going to manipulate Angela so he can stay in the loop. And he also wants to keep that pussy fresh. You know, you got to keep that pussy on ice. So you got to keep a happy wife, and you got to keep a happy side chick. And he fails at both, basically. Because Tasha, being the scorned woman that she is, and Ghost having his mind in the clouds because he has so many things going on. I mean, goddamn, that's rule number one when you're cheating. Don't keep any pertinent information on you that can get you caught. I mean, damn, he got caught with the cell phone, didn't even have a code on that motherfucker, and now he's carrying around, I don't even know what that was, was that a receipt with a phone number from the hotel? Anything from the hotel should have been burned. You know what I mean? You're going on getaways, calling it business trips, that's classic cheating 101, you know. Take everything out your pockets and throw it in a garbage can at the airport, man. So the way he got caught, I think it was very amateur. But at the same time, yo, Tasha is one of them hood chicks. And if it's one thing, you know, them hood chicks got a nose that'll sniff out shit like a motherfucker. So, I mean, if he was going to get caught, I mean, he got caught with his... He got caught because he was being lazy. That's my whole thing. You know what I mean? So... Tasha kind of found out, when Tasha found out, excuse me, when she found out, I mean, what did she do? She reverted into some little shell where, you know, she's basically heartbroken and she's doing what? Looking for somebody to fucking help her, you know, repair all of these emotional feelings that she has. Because, to me, I feel like Sasha, Tasha, why do I keep saying Sasha? Tasha? and the redhead have the same issue you see the redhead Tommy's girl who he clearly cannot control she's like she's stuck in the house can't talk to nobody can't go out you know Tommy's overprotective you know she can't have friends and she's not that type of animal you get what I'm saying you have to understand how to keep your woman happy and you see ghosts is attempting to keep Tasha happy with money, which they're running out of. Not, I wouldn't say running out of, but the clean money. The money that's going to keep you from getting locked up from, from like the IRS. Catching one of those RICO charges, you get what I'm saying? So, he's basically trying to keep, he's basically trying to keep the household together. And Tasha at least has that job. Her job is to run the household. But the redhead doesn't have a household to run so when Tasha is not running the household she gets involved in other miscellaneous shit that you know can get her ass in fucking trouble and the redhead what is she doing when she's her brain her mind thinks too fast you know what I mean she's a thief she's a I don't know she probably did a few credit card scams (laughs) you get what I'm saying like she's the type of chick who always likes to be into something and Tommy doesn't realize this so, if he doesn't keep her busy and manipulated, she's going to fuck him up. She's going to fuck up there what they have going. And it wasn't hard to tell. But, basically, we'll get to that a little bit later. But, um, I just wanted to make that comparison that these Tommy and Ghost are so busy running their business and trying to, you know, make sure that their money is right and that their heads don't get decapitated that they're, they're lacking at trying to run their home. You get what I'm saying? So I just wanted to make, I just wanted, that was something that I realized that I wanted to put out there. But, um, 
basically Sean. I mean, I would love to be Sean because Sean, to me, I think the best way to describe it, he's like a ping pong ball in between these two women, in between Lala and in between Tasha. And it's basically like, okay, we're going to play it. We're going to, he's the ball and we're the sisters. So we're just basically playing with him and sharing him because, you know, that's what we've done our whole life. You get what I'm saying? They have like that little sister rivalry where even though there are a million guys in the world, they happen to go after the same one. And so it doesn't matter. It's so crazy. It doesn't even matter who gets the guy. It's about who can mind fuck the guy into oblivion. And that's what's happening with Sean. He's being mind fucked. He's being mind fucked by Lala, which is a great thing because, you know, she wants to win. You get what I'm saying? She wants to show Tasha that, you know what? You can't have everything, even though you have everything and you think you can have everything. You know, there are some things that I can take from you. And one of those things that I can take from you is this young, wet behind the ears, Simulac drinking, you know, motherfucker. And I will take him and I'll take him anytime I want. And I want you to know that. And I don't know, maybe it's a woman thing. The fact that you can, you know, take a man from another chick who's, it's, it's crazy. It's, like I said, he's the ping pong ball. He's being bounced around. I'm a little disappointed in him because if I was him and I was contractually obligated to be in a sex scene with Lala, I mean, dude, I mean, you, you should have tore that shit up. You get what I'm saying? When she was in breakfast the next day and they was having brunch and she was like, mm, well, you know, I had sex with Sean last night and that shit was good. And the lie detector says, that is a lie. <laughs> that is a goddamn lie. I mean, but, but like she said, listen, listen, slow down, slow down. You know, it was like he was tripping over himself while he was trying to you know, get to the pussy. So I don't know. Maybe he calmed down. Who knows? But I would love to see more scenes between them, those two, because I feel like I just want to see more Lala titties. <laughs> I just want to see more titties. I, I, hey, 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 look, what do you want me to say? Um, it was a well done scene. It wasn't anything too extremely vulgar or, you know, out of the context of the character that she was playing. It was just a very simple scene with an actress who happens to be topless. You know what I'm saying? White actresses go topless all the time. It's a part of the artistic nature of, you know, TV and film. I don't really have anything against it. She's a married woman. She's beautiful. She has a beautiful body. And if her husband's cool with it, if she's cool with it, I'm cool with it. I think that's all I have to say. It's not something, it's not like I've never seen titties before. And, you know, I'm acting like a 16-year-old kid, even though I know there's probably some 16-year-old kid playing that scene on a loop with a bottle of lotion and tissues, but we're not going to get into that. Okay, so basically, um, what else kind of happened in this episode that I wanted to talk about? Oh, this one line really fucking bothered me, too. When freaking Tom, when, when, Ghost gets kicked out of the house, right? And Tommy finds out that the Hispanic guy was at his house. 
basically there to conduct business, but I mean the redhead was being very personable. When you come to a person's house, you offer them something to drink. What's so bad about that? Yo, Tom, Tommy is a fucking retard. But then I forget he's a coke addict. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? And he's a, he's just, I'm not sure. He's just probably one of those kids that was in, uh, I don't know how to explain it. He's just a dummy. Or, or uh, he's just, it, he's a fucking idiot. And what makes it even more fucking bad for Tommy is that in order to get stress off, he tells Ghost, oh, let's go to your crib and bust off some rounds of Assassin's Creed. Who the fuck plays Assassin's Creed to get stress off? You know what? It just hit me. It just hit me. I know why he likes Assassin's Creed now. Because Assassin's Creed, he is a stabby motherfucker. And Tommy's a stabby motherfucker too. Tommy likes Knife. As his favorite weapon. The knife is his weapon. You get what I'm saying? You know how some characters have like special weapons and they're known for them? Tommy's known for stabbing motherfuckers and cutting them up. Okay, it makes sense. I forgive you on that. If that's how he gets his stress off by virtually stabbing artificial characters through, you know, simulated gameplay, sure, no problem. Um, other than that, you know, basically... What this episode was really about was the poker face game. And when I say the poker face game, it was the poker face game between 50 and Ghost. You get what I'm saying? Ghost is basically putting these little pieces together, but he doesn't have the full puzzle yet. But he's slowly starting to piece together that he's being played. And the fact that he's being played... It's a bad thing because that means that somebody's making a power move for his position. And he knows who it is now. He has somewhere to direct his curiosity because 50's character has been the one who's been feeding him this information. You know what I mean? And so therefore, he's trying to figure out if he can read 50. But I don't think he can, and like he said to Tasha, because, you know, they're going through their little thing where she kicked him out of the house, they had the little incident at the school. He's basically telling her, like, look, we put 50 in jail, and if he knows that we're the ones who put him in jail, he may be coming after us. And then that's what started to make a lot more sense to me, because things started to make a lot more sense because if Tommy doesn't know that Ghost and Tasha were the ones who put 50 in jail so they can take over his territory and therefore make their way, make their way up in the drug world then Tommy, without that information Tommy, you know, he's at a loss but with Tasha and Ghost having that information and that's why they were always so skeptical when 50 got out of jail and they didn't really know about it. They're like, well, we put this guy in jail. All of a sudden, he's getting out. We got to really watch this guy because, as you saw at the end of the episode, 50 is a psychopath. Not only is 50 a psychopath, he's a sloppy psychopath where his behavior is unpredictable. You get what I'm saying? It's so unpredictable. I mean, we saw it coming as an audience when the guy was talking about, oh, 
I guess you want some fried chicken and watermelon to go along with that. Tommy's like, fucking hell yeah, motherfucker, I love fried chicken and watermelon. And 50's like, you know what, I don't like this guy. You know what I mean? And so it's like, 50 has to kill, I think he's probably on track for killing, he's killing one person, except for the first episode, he's killing one person an episode, I mean, god damn, <laughs> I mean, he's killing one person an episode, that's some shit for your ass, you know what I mean, but it's getting more and more extreme the way he's taking these guys out, I mean, he had the dude in the trunk, with his tongue in his hand, beaten to a bloody pulp, probably pistol whipped, basically saying, hey, look, when I ask you if you could make sure a guy's good, sure is not a good answer. I mean, I said, sure, 50, what the fuck do you want me to say? But I mean, dude is just, you know what that scene helped me see? That scene helped me to realize that 50 is on to something. And his power move is to basically not only to take Ghost's position, but to be to do it in such a particular way that he doesn't get caught. You see, when Ghost is fucking up, you f- he's forgetting. I don't think he's forgetting, but I think I forgot that 50 is Ghost's OG. So, as Tommy says repeatedly, we learned everything from 50. You see, 50 knows how to manipulate and exploit a person's weakness. And with Tasha and Ghost's relationship on the rocks, 50 saw that weakness and like, okay, I see something I can exploit here. Then they had that thing where they needed, you know, the, what are they called? The Q-dubs. He went and made that sloppy kill and killed all those motherfuckers. Now that he's going to take their territory, he's you know that was a, a situation he exploited. He's basically exploiting all of Ghost's weak points. And Ghost is so busy dealing with Angela, dealing with the club, dealing with work stress, dealing with home stress, dealing with the drug game. It's like God damn, he he's spreading himself so thin. I think it's hard for Ghost to keep things together. So basically, what we're seeing right now is Ghost attempting to do his best to control everything without tripping up over itself. You get what I'm saying? So, hey, we'll see where it goes. Oh, yeah, I guess I do have to say a little sidebar about Angela and her getting her quote-unquote job back. (laughs) You know what I mean? Another fuck-up for 50. You know, he did such a sloppy job. You know, it basically came on their radar and Tommy riding in that fucking old ass coupe, giving himself away, you know, basically, Angela put one and two together, and she got her job back, in a temporary way, but we'll see how long it takes for her to fuck that up, because she's apparently fucking one of the witnesses who's involved in the case, so we all know that's not gonna go well, so I mean, over overall, it was a great episode, um, 50 is definitely coming through as a strong, strong villain. Very cunning, very manipulative, very intelligent, but he's just playing dumb. You get what I'm saying? And I can appreciate that about his character. Ghost is just overwhelmed, dealing with, you know, the stresses of life, having two chicks, trying to keep shit together at work. You know what I mean? I guess, minus the drug game, that's a lot of 
men's situation in life. Work, <coughs> a wife, and a mistress. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we'll see how it all plays out. Um, but basically, you know, um, this pod is running a little bit long, so I won't go into my predictions. But um, I want to thank you for listening. Don't forget to comment, subscribe, subscribe, like, and uh, follow me if you enjoyed um, the podcast. I guess that's when the outro music starts. Thanks for listening, guys. And I'm out.